0: Venom back and slightly better. Today I'm talking about Venom Let There Be Carnage. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello movie friends, welcome to Scott's self Movie Podcast, I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is the most recent, uh, one of the more recent entries in the Sony Spider-Man-verse or whatever, um, with Tom Hardy coming back, and this one got better reviews than last time, so I was curious why, so without further ado, let's get started. I've never gotten the intense fandom for Venom, as a character, and especially not for the initial movie. Character-wise, Venom is such an id character that his best interpretations have been as an anti-hero or a reluctant Spider-Man ally. And even then, the emphasis is always on how cool and funny it is that he's so monstrous or willing to slice and dice people the way he is. So I was surprised that by the much warmer reception to the sequel, Let There Be Carnage. Were critics grading on the curve after the pandemic, or is this movie genuinely better than the previous one? Let's find out. Fresh off his latest adventure, Eddie Brock is trying to get his life back together while keeping his symbiote partner satisfied. And he might have his shot, when an interview with the soon-to-be-executed Cletus Cassidy puts Brock back into the limelight. But when Cassidy pairs with another symbiote and escapes, Brock and Venom will have to find a happy medium and work together to stop a new menace. Carnage. So, I'll start my review by answering two questions. The first is, is this movie better than the first one? And yes, yes it is. Is it good? No, not really. The movie is better because they get what works about this version of the character. The last film was trying and often failing to blend this gritty story with Tom Hardy doing a one-man odd couple cartoon routine. Basically, Ar- Hardy was acting so hard that some scenes ended up being memorable. But the main story and a lot of one-liners were groan-worthy. So instead of making everything super serious, this movie is more like a buddy rom-com. Venom and Eddie aren't getting along, because Venom wants to eat people, and Eddie wants Venom to stop being so impulsive. Which means we get more of the physical comedy bits that kinda worked in the first movie. You can feel director Andy Serkis' influences here, cause who better to have somebody playing against somebody else that isn't there? And since these scenes play more like the film's centerpiece moments, rather than just a thing that's happening for a joke now. And it's nicely tied together because Venom's impulsiveness is both the cause of their brief breakup and why Carnage comes into existence in the first place. I'll also admit that half the reason this works so well is because no other movie or franchise film would spend so much money on CGI for gags like this. It makes it stand out amongst a feel of non-stop spectacle and melodrama the genre is known for. So why isn't this movie better? Action is one problem, or rather who the action scenes focus on. There are plenty of solid rampage scenes by Carnage, where he takes on police forces, and uses the full extent of his abilities, including giant webs, blades, and insane agility. Those scenes all look and play really well. So what's Venom up to? Well, mostly those physical comedy gags I was telling you about. And that's arguably the movie's biggest problem, because Venom, as an action hero, literally doesn't show up until the final fight. And considering the movie's near 90 minute runtime and box office success of these movies, I genuinely wondered if there are scenes that ended up on the cutting room floor. Held, I'd expect a first round between Carnage and Venom, where Carnage wins easily because of the disharmony between Eddie and Venom, which means the finale can be the cap where everything gels together. Also, for a villain that's fixated on Brock and literally created because of him, Brock and Cassidy seem to live in different worlds until they're forced to fight. In essence, this movie is better because it's more focused and gets what Tom Hardy is trying to do, but still not great because, like the last movie, there's not enough meat on its bones. The verdict is, it's a slight improvement. Though it's more fun than you might expect, Let There Be Carnage lacks the action or narrative heft to get a full recommendation. 5 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.